0: Uh, uh, uh too many M's to make, to make too many rules uh, to break, too many
1: fighting in that case I gotta find my way, gotta need new shoes If I lose, she lose, and I ain't getting used to losses Got to hit the golf course to get a piece of mind. Family friends want a piece of mind oh. I can tell they all piecing up And I can show them where peace oh. resides hey. Since 8 years old I knew I'd be rich Cause the college route it wasn't about shit oh. Tried to honest route but chose house slicks. Uh-huh. Tried to lock me up but can't catch this uh-huh. Now every touchdown is on my ex list I'm on a fresh tip too much time i live in reckless now at that time up on my left wrist little rappers ain't impressed your tax bracket ain't impressed you buy a chamber won't buy no land The hashtag should say desperate i'm kicking game for these young niggas cause what they'll tell me my daughter uh, all that bullshit i taught her huh? way too blessed to be normal up uh-uh, but- we stand at so girl be proud that your skin black and be happy, girl, that your hair nap. The school system won't teach that. With your father been, you don't reach that. To me, to make too many rules to break, fighting that I gotta find my way. Gotta need new shoes. If I lose,
2: she Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special edition of the Splash Cast, the first ever interview conducted by myself. Reggie and my co-host Norwood. How you feeling, brother?
1: I am feeling fantastic, man. I, I'm super excited to do this. This is something you and I have talked about at length for a decent amount of time. And once again, this is another checkbox off and and definitely the great and right place to start. So we told you guys that we had a
2: surprise for you during the pregame in the episode last week. Episode 110 is out. The pregame is out. Uh, came out Tuesday. Uh, I mean, sorry, Wednesday, the splash cast 48 pack came out July 4th holiday edition. And then the around the league edition came out Thursday. If you're listening to this now, you're listening to this. It is Saturday. So we told you there is no Saturday morning live unless need be during the summer dog days of summer is normally going to be your golf, your tennis, your, uh, your off sport. your off non-major sports other than golf, golf by itself. You already know what it is when it comes to Augusta National, when it comes to the PGA Championship, when it comes to all of those things. Yeah, I had to shout out Augusta for my guy. Uh, but that's that's when those are the sports that dominate. So with that being said, we say we're going interview, to interview some people for you guys and try to introduce you to some HBCU athletes uh, that are making waves in their particular sport or genre. So with that being said... I would like to introduce our first guest, HBCU grad and current PGA golf instructor, Mister Justin Martin.
0: Mister Martin, how are you doing today, sir? What's good, y'all? I am. I am well. I'm well. It is an honor and a privilege to be on the Splashcast. Big fan. We appreciate it, man. Greatly we appreciate, appreciate
1: you it. Here. Greatly appreciate it. It's fantastic we are your hbcu homeboys me and reggie this is our golf homeboy this is our classmate this is our friend and there is not a better way to kick off the deep dive with the splash cast than justin martin golf pro justin martin golf pro so justin we're gonna get started
2: right now man uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself man how did you get into golf where you're from how long what do you do how long have you been a golf instructor
0: Oh man, how much time you got? Um, So, (laughs) what's up, everybody? Um, Honored and privileged to be here. My name is Justin Martin. I am currently the director of coaching at the Park West Palm in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, A proud Hampton University graduate, the real HU. Um, Anybody that says otherwise is lying to your face. Thank Um, you. Hello, Hampton graduate. uh, proud Hampton graduate, proud PGA member, um, one of less than 200 black PGA members out of approximately 28,000 nationwide. So it's a pretty select fraternity that I am honored to be a part of. Um, I have been playing the game of golf since I was 10 years old. I started when I was 10 years old. As the story goes, my, uh, my late father had a, uh, his high school football teammate got involved in the game uh from a business standpoint played a lot of corporate golf a lot of client golf and um mid-90s in southwest atlanta georgia came by the house and said hey you got clubs you want to come by and um come by and come out and play dad said yeah whatever i don't really play um went out to um, a golf course called lakeside golf club <laughs> which reggie you probably know this was off of a uh, Old Fairburn and Camp Creek, way yes, back, it was. Way, way back, way back, geez. way back when, way back when. Um, played my first round of golf there, and y'all showing y'all uh, age. <laughs> you see these grays, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got them too. I got them. I get it. Like, I get it. These. You see these it's maturity like, and
1: wisdom, maturity and wisdom.
0: The bald and the gray, man. Like, <laughs> you know what um but no i hit that hit that proverbial one golf shot and that was it man uh we've been chasing the damn thing ever since but it has been uh it's been an honor a privilege a blessing all in one to have a hobby a career and a passion that has been wrapped up in one thing it's a very um a rare thing i recognize my fortune in that and um it's awesome it's awesome been uh doing it ever since i have been like I said, playing for 27, I have been teaching in some form or fashion for the better part of 15 years. Um, started teaching the college team at HU and um, turned pro not too long after graduation and been teaching ever since um, and started teaching full time in November of 2018. So it's been yeah, good. Yeah, I remember that, man. So what you don't know,
2: if y'all don't know Justin, as you say, he alluded to, what I remember, Justin and I actually went to middle school together. Um, yes. we went to middle school in the Camp Creek Middle School off Welcome All Road, Southwest Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we were a cool. He ended up go- <laughs> Warriors. He ended up going uh, to a school that had a pretty much uh, more established golf team in Lovejoy. Uh, in high school, and he played golf, and then we reconnected once we got to college. We saw some other people that I went to elementary school with. Shout out to Nasir Qadri. Uh A bunch of people at Hampton that I grew up with, and Justin is one of them. So, uh Nora, why don't you kick us off, man?
1: Yeah, my first question, I have to know it. The three most influential golfers uh, to you mm. in your life?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Number one it's pretty, pretty easy. Uh, Eldrick Tiger Woods. Um, literally, mm. without without Tiger, I'm I am not here. Um, like that's everybody's um, every every person yeah, of color, I'm, millennial person of color I'm, is Eldrick. I'm 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 not here. And the funny thing is, of the Tiger generation, I'm on the older side because I was 12 years old when he came out. Mm-hmm. So, like when he won the Masters in '97, I'll well, take that back. I was 11. I hadn't turned 12 yet. I was 11. But I'm on the older side of the directly influenced um, by Tiger people. Um, so Tiger, I, that, that's, that's its own show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, could, we could go on about that. That's its own show, his, um, his influence on me, his influence on the game in its entirety. That is multiple shows. Um, but I would say Tiger – um Lee Elder, and then Charlie Sifford kind of working its way back because without Lee Elder, Tiger doesn't have a path to understand that he can exactly. Play. without Charlie Sifford, Lee Elder doesn't have a path to understand that um that he can play. Um, yeah, yeah, let me let me jump then, in real
2: quick. Let me jump in
0: real quick.. Yeah, yeah. Um I like how
2: you said you started with Tiger. And then you had to work your way back. I think that resonates with a lot of us because golf for the most part is an exclusive sport. Almost. You have to either know somebody that plays, like you said, your, your, your dad's friend introduced you. you have to know somebody versus when tiger came, it kind of opened it up to for, especially for our age and demographic people of the masses. And then once you start to learn about tiger and you you start to get it and fall in love with him, then you go back and you have to understand who Lee Elder is. You have to go back and understand some of these other guys. So I I, I just wanted to jump in before I lost my thought. Uh that was that was that was awesome, man.
0: the, the uh yeah, Tiger Lee Elder, Charlie Sifford, and I was fortunate that growing up, um, the like, golf course I grew up playing, uh Johnny White Park off Cascade Road Cascade. in Southwest Atlanta, was ran by a black PGA professional, uh, Coach William Lewis. Uh, he was the guy that taught me how to play. He passed away in uh, February of 22, mm-hmm. actually, so about a year and a half ago. But he was the uh, he was the head coach at Morehouse, and without, again, without seeing that influence, I'm not in this seat, and I'm not doing what I do. I think we've we've all heard multiple times you can't be what you don't see, um, and I was fortunate from a very early age to see it. So I figured I could do it. Sure
2: enough. So I'm glad you brought that up about, uh, John A. White. I knew you played at John A. White. We talked about it a lot. I went to summer camp there when I was a kid as well. Um, representation matters in every field, right? Including sports. Oh yeah. You you just spoke about having a black instructor at a black, uh, at a black golf course, how that really influenced you into really pursuing mm-hmm. golf as not just a passion, but as a, as a, as a, as a profession. How do you think your presence as a golf instructor positively impacts young golfers, especially golfers of color? And do you, have you seen an uptick in, in, in people of color, youth, black youth in golf?
0: Um, the short answer is yes. Uh, the short answer is yes. The for. For a while, when I was, when did we get to the point that we started saying like, as a, as a random aside, when did we all get to the point where we started saying when I was coming up, like when did we get there? Oh, <laughs> when we became 35. everybody's uncle. That's when 35. we became. When <laughs>
1: Like, as soon as you get a couple of nephews then suddenly you remember that it was, yeah,
0: and it's that, not our fault it's, it's, I
2: blame everybody else who had them kids young so now all y'all that's 22 that got, got doggone 18 year
1: olds now I'm super unk cause your kid is going to nah. college <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what it is these young kids start meeting you and they either they start calling you OG and you're like, Whoa, 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 bro. I am actually a YG young gangster, <laughs> not old gangster. And I, I've had some of my younger guys start calling me OG and I don't, you have to take it kind of as a level of respect because they respect you enough to call you OG, but at the same time, you're like, Bro, like, like I, was, I am, in fact, nobody's OG. Like I was literally just your age. Like I still
0: think I'm your age, right? <laughs> um, but getting getting uh, getting back to it, it is um, it is starting to change, and I have seen a lot, especially as an instructor. Um, especially as an instructor, I was director of golf at, ironically, the course I grew up playing for three seasons from uh, 2016 to 2018. Yep. and uh, Johnny White's home to a first T chapter. So that first T chapter is ninety percent, ninety percent black, right? So like it's mm-hmm. it's an amazing thing, it's an amazing environment and an amazing incubator for um for the next level. the the challenge, though, with increasing representation is the cost involved with the game. You can't get around it. It is an inherently, expensive sport it costs a hell of a lot to maintain golf courses at a championship level um teaching technology is not cheap um all of that and i'm sure it grows
1: exponentially
0: oh and the quite honestly the expertise that comes from learning how to use all of that fancy teaching technology is not cheap tournaments are not cheap equipment is not cheap it's just it's not a cheap sport so it's like Everybody can do it on an introductory level, but to take it a little bit deeper and like actually make it your thing mm-hmm. takes a sizable investment that our people either, A, don't have it to do, or B, can't play the long game and see the benefit of actually investing in the game and what it can provide um, our kids. Hmm.
1: Yes. I kind of would liking that to kind of how baseball is how technically yes everybody can play baseball but once you get into baseball travel baseball aau bats, gloves cleats all of that then suddenly you kind of you kind of remove a subset of people who could play the sport skill wise but financially are just out so you end up in playing football basketball
0: case in point i'm headed out for a tournament this weekend i'm leaving on sunday and This is a a club professional event, but by the time you factor in gas, entry fee into the tournament, two nights in a hotel, it's a $500 trip. And I'm not guaranteed to see any return on that $500, but I do it because I love to compete. Mm -hmm. Light light that up every weekend or every other weekend and then start throwing plane tickets in it and then, oh, by the way, traveling with a family or brother and sister also play. And you have to start to prioritize because you don't have a black card to just put on the development.
1: Yeah. That, that that's exactly what I was thinking is, I can only imagine, one one kid trying to get him through, you might be able to kind of jimmy it through and kind of figure out a way to do it. But then you get to second, third kid, that's a multiplier. And then, you know, you can't, I mean, don't let, you don't let them be left-handed. You can't leave don't your let them mo- be left-handed. You can't, let your mo- you can't leave your mother at home and think that y'all are going to go somewhere for the weekend and not take your mom. So now it's a it's a full family thing every weekend. And, you know, I got friends who complain about AAU basketball, but, you know, you're playing on a team. You just kind of buy in. Individual sports, the ex- it's just going to be more
0: of that. And it's like, I mean, even from an equipment standpoint, right? Like, the, the one of the most difficult conversations I have with – parents of any means um, from my parents that are absolutely loaded to the parents that are scraping by I've, I've got them all is when a child grows up when to start pulling the trigger on new equipment because custom fitting for equipment in golf is so important it's not like you can just go to shoe carnival and upsize your shoes and then you're good no how long a golf club is how heavy a golf club is has a direct impact on their ability to swing that club effectively and hit the ball where they need to go. Please. That cost. <laughs> yeah, so, don't let them hit a growth spurt. I grew six inches in
2: a year. Huh? I said, don't let them hit a growth huh? spurt. I grew six inches in a year. Those golf clubs, custom golf clubs are no longer any good. Hey, hey,
1: hey, 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 that's tall people problems. I'm regular <laughs> height, I'm six feet. I never wish I would have had a six foot growth spurt. Now, I'd be in the NBA what well, now nah, I'd probably be in the NFL. That's a lie, but it I sounds... Had, dude, I had a uh-huh. I had
0: a kid. I had a kid who grew literally 10 inches in one year. Right? Ten inches, yes. Pray from 15 to 16, he grew 10 inches. He went from 5'4 to 6'2 in a year. Had yeah. to rebuild his swing three times, and golf clubs that his dad spent a thousand dollars on were rendered useless in four months. <laughs> You had that
1: conversation with your dad. Hey, pops, these clubs don't work anymore. Well, son, you better <laughs> oh, he- <laughs> shrink
0: or you better make them work. And his and his dad wasn't having it. And his dad's also loaded, like so. And he still wasn't trying to have that conversation because it's like I just spent a thousand dollars on these. What do you mean they're not good anymore? And <laughs> they objectively were not. But his dad wasn't trying to hear.
1: It. They yeah. Put them on eBay. So I do want to kind of turn the tide. I do want. I, I know we run into kind of like. The difficult parts how do we make it where kids can play golf get in, introduced to the game and find their own comfort level in it because i think that i think it's extremely important you're literally the walking embodiment of representation matters
0: oh man it... first of all from a pure coach's perspective find a local facility that offers junior group programming shouldn't be any more than a range of say 20 bucks to 40 bucks for anywhere between an hour to an hour and hour and a half set in a group format do that for a little bit and see if they like it first see if they like it first one of the things that i have seen in golf is parents wanting to be golfers more than their kids want to be golfers because they know the financial ramifications of being heavily involved in the game. That's not how the
1: vicarious live.
0: That's not how you actually grow the game. You have to put a kid in a position, expose them to it. There are ways to do that. Again, junior group clinics at a public course. Uh, First T is a phenomenal entryway into the game if you don't have a lot of money. Um, There are various foundations that are out there regionally. Um, Two of my college teammates came from one, the Orlando Minority Youth Golf Association. That is one that's out there. They are out there. But again, you start to get to a little bit of a wall where you have to make a determination of, is this going to be my thing or not? Or... Am I going to go do something else? The kid, in my opinion, should be the one that drives that decision, not a parent trying to get Jameson and Victoria a scholarship.
2: So, you highlighted a couple of uh, uh, foundations. Are there any specific initiatives uh, that are like nationwide, or maybe a database that you could go to? To to figure out any initiatives or foundations that are basically made to get underrepresented underrepresented and underfunded communities into the game of golf. Uh, that you know of, if not, the first, then that might be a good initiative.
0: No, it, it is it is a good initiative. Uh, the first place I would go is First Tee. Um, that's the first place I would go. It is a it is a national brand. They have chapters literally all over the entire country from south florida to seattle right they're literally all over i would start there first Mm -hmm. and then every state every state in the united states has some form of state golf association so in georgia they have the georgia state golf association down here in florida Florida State Golf Association. Lived in Virginia for a while. The Virginia State Golf Association. Wherever your state golf association is, chances are they have programs that are available to you as well. And then from there, the flower kind of grows and blossoms.
2: Gotcha. So <laughs> I'm I'm trying not to serious this out, but I had like all serious questions. Noah has some has some really good questions to get back to 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 kind of off script a little bit, but you know, we're an HBCU based podcast. We love HBCUs. We're here for it. Of course, you're an HBCU alum. Uh, You're a product of HBCUs with the rise of golf, especially now the rise of golf, golf goes through kind of ebbs and flows, right? Tiger came out, especially amongst the people of color communities. Tiger came out, got real, real popular. It kind of tapered out a little bit, you know, once other events happened. And now with the whole live thing is going on. Notoriety and increasing is starting to pick up again. How can Mm -hmm. HBCUs and other. Well, basically HBCUs play a role in fostering more golf talent from diverse backgrounds, getting them into the PGA. Is there any initiatives or way that they could do you think? could they partner with the PGA to try to get more HBCUs, uh, more golf programs as well as more exposure to amateur, to amateur, uh,
0: amateur. So couple, couple things. Um, one, um, wait, that's that's the tournament
2: board amateur tournaments. Sorry. who Couldn't think of that. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. um, (laughs) The first thing is we got to get programs back hmm. with the pan, with the pandemic. Um, there have been multiple HBCU programs that were cut due to the pandemic as golf at any level is a non-revenue sport. Um, hmm. Hampton, we lost our program. Um, Jackson state, they lost their program a while back. Um, South Carolina State lost their program. Um Spelman had a program for a little bit. They lost their program way before the pandemic. Um it, it's it is a pure financial, it's a pure financial conversation. Um interestingly enough, HBCU golf is somewhat back on the map due to what Steph Curry has done for Howard. Yeah. Um he actually just had his fundraiser out at Pebble Beach to help benefit the Howard University golf team, they've raised, I think Steph gave them a million dollars of seed money. And then they have had a sustainable fundraising effort for that program for the last three years, it's raised like $3 million. So if all of a sudden you give, if all of a sudden you give a program $3 million, then they can afford to enter in really good events they can afford to travel they can afford to provide coaching they can afford to provide fitness training it's a pure it is a pure financial conversation um related to that i sit on the board of directors of the hbcu golf alumni foundation which is a collective of essentially peers of mine and ours that we all happen to play golf at hbcus um so there is Two Hamptonians, three Jackson State, no, four uh, four Jackson State Tigers, uh, Southern, and Winston-Salem State, all represented on the board. Um, and we all played college golf and all have various levels um, of involvement still in the game. And one of the things that we are trying to do is, and again, the conversation got started in the pandemic, one of the things that we're trying to do is – raise money through our HGA weekend to give scholarships to kids that are currently attending HBCUs with an ultimate goal of being able to raise enough money to start bringing programs back. It's a pure pure financial conversation. I don't think you could get a room of 25 HBCU athletic directors and all of them would say, we don't want golf as a part of an offering at our university. Uh-huh. They would say, we would love to have golf. The immediate following question is, how do we pay for it? Where is the money? Where, what what
1: weekend is HGA, just so we can, you Labor know, anytime we have any of
0: other- Labor Day weekend, August perfect. 31st through uh, September 2nd in Orlando.
1: Perfect, perfect. perfect. Second perfect. annual. We raised $10,000 wow. w-
0: last year, so y'all pull up.
1: Yes, we want to support people. If you're in Orlando, we know tons of people in Orlando. You know, we always tell people, you know, we end the show with, support HBCUs, the one that you went to, the one that your cousin went to, the one in your neighborhood. Well, this is a perfect example. This is a perfect time for you to physically go. And if not, send some money on your behalf. Send like some We money. need these things. It's immensely, you know, it's immensely important and it's simple. Like, it doesn't have to be a ton of money. I'm, I'm sure at this point, whatever doesn't money doesn't, we can get, it moves it the needle. Um, I'm going to ask you a question since you brought up Steph Curry. Uh, <laughs> athletes that golf athletes that golf Mm -hmm. who do you think i need need your top five athlete golfers uh
0: across all sports
2: i mean Um, except golf of course
0: (laughs) there's a lot of dudes that play golf man um your favorite athlete's favorite athlete plays golf um i would say Well,
1: well we've all seen chuck play golf so you're right. Athletes play; they do play golf some better than others, as we just saw. Mahomes and Travis. I say beat. you gotta go,
2: Steph. Steph. Mahomes Steph and, and
0: Travis
1: got to be up there, don't they?
0: Steph. Um, I don't yeah, know Steph, if Travis. I, Travis. Travis stood on his head a little bit. I don't. I don't know if he's as good as he played um, based upon the swings that I saw. But he, uh, you know, he can get out there. Um, yeah, he, you know, that's he,
1: my brother. Girl. I'm gonna tell you. Huh? It's my brother's co-worker. I'm gonna tell him that. I'm be like, hey man, we are,
0: we don't believe you, man. <laughs> hey, Kelsey's a hall of famer in football. Um yeah. <laughs> that a That's a right there. Right there.
1: That's old school Davis.
0: Um, <laughs> I thought right Steph, there. Um mm-hmm. John Smoltz is a stick. He's again retired. John Smoltz oh, is a stick. Um oh goodness. Steph
2: John Smoltz.
0: Steph John Smoltz. Uh, Tony Romo. Tony Romo yeah. is. Heard about Tony. Heard Tony about
1: Romo Tony. Uh, who else? Yeah, or, jo- Tony was like on the cusp of like trying uh, to uh, go pro. Yeah, he
0: was trying to go pro, allegedly. Yeah. We don't yeah, have he's... to worry about him winning. Um, <laughs> Josh Kobe, retired NFL punter. Um, yeah. Very good him. player. Um, Punters. They got time punters play after practice that's about all i got but punters Mm -hmm. punters, kickers pitchers and hockey players hand-eye coordination not only it's not only the hand-eye coordination it's the kinematic sequence that makes the movement work that they that they possess so like the the pitcher in order to throw the ball at, at home plate they have to step, they have to drive, they have to do everything on time, then they have to release energy. Same gotcha. with kickers and punters. They have to step, they have to drive. There's a timing to release energy. And hockey, hockey is very similar to a golf swing as to what it takes to create a slap shot. The weight's just a little bit different, but the shape the stick has to move and how they have to make contact with the ice in order to drive the puck toward the, toward the net, there you go. So it's you're telling me you having Gilmore
1: was legit. <laughs>
2: oh, more Adam legit Sandler's than not legit. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say any baseball players. I thought some type of baseball Smoltz. player would have been there. Oh, you did say smokes. You did say smokes. I thought you would have said more baseball fan. players because of the so, swinging like, motion
0: trout. Mike trout can boom the golf ball. He can absolutely boom it. You can go find the video of him hitting it out of a top golf. You don't know where it's going.
1: No precision. <laughs> yeah. he,
2: he don't know where it's
0: going. That's, on. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's and fair. the
1: same thing the pitcher said, too. I don't know where it's going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I heard you say earlier that you said you are about to travel to a tournament in yep. the next few days. So you still yep. play professionally and you teach yep. as well. And you're PGA yes. certified. What, what made you pivot from exclusively playing professionally to pivoting, to teaching.
0: Um, very simple. It's, it's money. It's money. I never had the financial backing to be able to go give professional golf the shot. I wanted to give it, I I never, I never had it. It is impossibly difficult to fund it yourself without help. It's impossibly difficult. Um, literally for a mini tour event, which is think of your, your G league for golf, right? Without a G league for golf, but you don't have a 10 day contract waiting to be called up. Like you gotta, you gotta earn your promotion. Uh You can go literally pay upwards of $1,500 to go play one event with no guarantee of getting your money back.
1: Ooh, that's an expensive weekend. Boy. That's a fifteen hundred. <laughs> <who,
0: 1500? laughs>
1: How well? That's just to well, get it's there. A How, How are you going to grind the car, boy? Let me tell you, I got none of my money back.
0: <laughs> it, it is better eyes in Vegas at a mini at a, at a mini tour level. Entry fees are at least $700. That's, you're That's putting down $700 just to have the right to play. You got to travel to get there. Like Most likely, you're driving. Most likely, it's inside of six to eight hours because, again, travel is expensive. You got to stay somewhere for a week. You could stay, I mean, if you could stay at a Holiday Inn Express, you're balling. As a mini to a person, but realistically, you're looking for that Motel 6 or that uh, Lodge that is 70 bucks a night. Like you're looking for literally the cheapest thing you can find because the less money you put out, if you do play well that week to make a check, that's your money, the greater you make your money. That's how you make your money. Mm. That's how you you make your money.
1: I can also imagine the Arcano Lodge is probably not great for your back the night before you need to compete at your absolute
0: <laughs> and it was like Ooh. it was funny. I <laughs> um I looked at this in like 2012 because I still had dreams and aspirations of trying to play. I looked at the then web.com tour money list, which is the triple A's of the PGA tour, and I was as an assistant pro making nothing. I was top 125 on that money list, and I hadn't hit a shot off the measly base salary that I had. And I'm just like, "All right, this, this, there's a, there's a conversation that has to be had here." Fork yeah. in the road, I, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that fork in the road, if you will. And I I went my way because it was the only way that I could go. I I literally could not fund it. I could oh, not fund shit. it because. There's there's lessons that you have to pay for. There's physical trainers that you have to pay for. And you have to pay your caddy for some of these events, like for. Uh, Forgot about the caddy, case. huh?
1: I, I hadn't even considered the caddy. I just no. yeah, I <laughs> thought you comp me that guy. I need I need him on my team for free.
0: Case in point, I had to. Um, so in 2018, I played in the PGA Professional National Championship out in Monterey. And qualified for it, played in the event, had to get there myself, flew standby on the way out there. I stayed at Super 8 for a week. I did it as cheaply as I could, Use my PJ membership or relationship with National. I did it as cheaply as I could, $1,500, and I didn't make a dime. As cheaply as I could. I had to, I had to pay my caddy for the two rounds of competition. I paid him $350 to carry my bag for two rounds.
1: A long flight home, boy. Let me a long flight home long on flight standby, because standby on a- you might not even catch that first one. Right, right. <laughs> I so, going to stand by enough e- to know you might be in the airport all day, and it's a tournament, so all these people who are ticketed passengers are going home first.
0: Right, so you're about. you're already stressed before you get there because you're trying to save costs, and then you got to get in the car, then you got to drive, then you got to try to stretch it out, then you got to try to play well. It's a lot. <laughs>
2: Maybe the thought should so, be to... My bad. I didn't mean to step on m I'm
1: No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Maybe the thought should be because I was looking at sponsorships. There's not a lot of mm-hmm. major black businesses that do a lot of sponsoring in golf. Maybe the the thought could be to sponsor uh, high school, middle school age kids to go to these tournaments and all of this stuff. I don't know. That's It was just a thought, but maybe sponsorship in the NIL could change things to where maybe You could allow for more inclusion.
0: I I, I think, I think NIL is going to do a a massive amount to change that where a, uh, amateur golfer take perfect example is Amari Avery. Uh, she plays at university of Southern California right now. She's been on Netflix, but the girl can play right She's going to take all of her NIL money. That's going to be what she needs to get her professional career off the ground. She's a, she's a signed day. Nike athlete already as an NIL. She's signed with Nike. She's already signed with TaylorMade as an NIL athlete. So she's getting money from these companies before she's even pay, playing for a check due to the NIL landscape. And she's going to be in a decent place when I was playing amateur golf oh no you're you're an amateur golfer you cannot collect more than five hundred dollars if you win anything because you're playing for love of the game bullshit Uh (laughs) and on top of that just think about
1: the connection who she like the connection she is going to go into her career with hey and, and let's be very honest here all of these tournaments are sponsored by somebody and all of these companies work together So, yeah, I have this athlete. They were on Nike for a long time. I need them kind of to be there. You can call that person, and and you should have some wiggle room before you're right. I didn't think you you just kind of stuck. And
0: and sponsorship, right? Sponsorship, Mm -hmm. most sponsors in the sports landscape. Again, this is an HBCU-focused podcast. This is also a sports podcast here on the Splashcast, right? We here. Sports marketing expects a return on an investment. No company is out here spending tens of million dollars on naming rights for the stadium without the notion that I've got, if this is a hundred thousand dollar or a hundred thousand seat stadium over however many years, I've got 50 million people that say, hey, I'm going to State Farm Arena to watch game." That's good business. That, that makes, that makes sense. Well, or Bud Light, the official beer of blank. These people the official drink of blank, right? Exactly. If if a company doesn't feel like they're going to get their return on their investment, guess what? Companies are in it to make money. They're going to take that money to go elsewhere. And investing in the career of a professional golfer, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult because there is no guarantee that you are going to see a return on your investment. There isn't.
1: And that information was brought to you by the Sport Management Department of Hampton University. Shout out to the Hi- the Hyper uh, Group. Shout out to our sport Manage- Shout out shout to out, our boy to- Pro C.
0: Holland <laughs> <laughs> Hall, Hall
1: represent. Uh, absolutely, so we many a day, many a night in there. It's hot, but you got to get it in many, hot. Many, many. I will. I, I wanted to ask you about this because I think that you're in a unique position where your passion and your career meet. Reggie is the power guy. I don't think that he really likes electrocuting things outside of that. I'm the insurance man. I don't care what is insured outside of that, but you are both a fan of golf, a player of golf and a teacher of golf. What kind of joys and fun does that come with?
0: Um, hmm. One, I get to, I get to call outside my office. Um, Everybody is trying to get outside as soon as possible after they get get out of uh, get out of work. Well, I'm literally the exact opposite. I'm trying to go sit in the air conditioning because I've been sitting in 90 degrees for eight hours. But that being said, on the days where in the spring or in the fall I get that nice 70 degree clear sky day where everybody oh, else is first. in the office, I'm outside teaching a game for a living. <laughs> I mean, hey. that, that right there is. Um, is fantastic. Um, I've gotten a chance to literally play all over the world. Um, most times when I go play golf for fun, I'm either not paying for it or paying a very reduced rate from the regular golfer. Um, I haven't paid for golf balls in 15 years. Um, haven't paid for humble flex. Love's <laughs> in 10 years. Very humble flex. Um, it. it There there are perks now there are drawbacks in the fact that I did not make a lot of money for a really long time until recently. (laughs) There is a there is a sacrifice that comes to it. In its very early stages, but there was a quote um, that I uh, a quote that I've seen on Instagram and the gentleman said an overnight success is 10 years in the making and anybody that's a fact that's a bar. Anybody that knows me knows how much I have put into this game, and have seen what I've been blessed enough to be able to get out of it. So,
1: yeah. Well, since since you get free golf balls and gloves, if anybody—and I do mean anybody—sends you, you know, a Titleist Pro V1 hat, you got one of those laying around, and you don't have anything to do with it, you know, just let your boy know. I send I send you the money for the shipping, whatever it takes. Gotcha. I have I got a collection it. and I'm always trying to grow the collection.
0: Gotcha. Hmm. Hmm.
1: I got a question for
0: you. Going back to yep.
2: HBCUs. Yep. How has H- going to an HBCU, playing for an HBCU, how has that affected your approach to teaching golf differently compared to your peers that didn't attend an HBCU, that don't know much about HBCU culture, et cetera?
1: Mm.
0: Um, I think, I think it allows me to approach teaching from a place of patience because you have a better perspective of struggle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, brother. brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother. Say that
2: again. What did did I say to the pastor? Say it again. Say it again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When you attend an HBCU, as we all well know, you become very well-versed in struggle. You did just kind of what it is. Um, ours was affectionately known as the Hampton Runaround. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally every other school has their own set of issues that – you have to learn to navigate. No HBCU is perfect, despite all of the claims to the contrary. No HBCU is <laughs> perfect, but that imperfection creates greatness because you have to learn how to survive.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's and, all you, yeah. And Survive, excel, navigate, whatever it may be. I think that we kind of become adults a little bit earlier because. You have so many different things that, hey, I have to make a decision on this right now. I don't really have time to call Mm -hmm. my mom because if I get out of this line, uh, I might as well get out of college.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm done. I'm done. And it's like it also, I think, at least in my case, it provides a perspective on how people from various parts of the country think. Right. Mm -hmm. We're all three from Georgia. We've all got friends from New York. We've all got friends from Texas. We've all got friends from California. And we all know that all three of them are the craziest motherfuckers that we know. Facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But in that environment, you learn to appreciate their qualities that they bring to the table. And it provides you a perspective that at least in my case, has allowed me to relate to students faster, easier, more efficiently, whatever, what have you, versus I went to a university. Of, insert, grew up in Georgia, in went to the Georgia, bus. you're right. Insert university of blank where 70% of you're the right. student body is from said state and yep. it's a bunch of group thing. Yep. When you're at an HBCU, you don't really get that luxury because somebody from somewhere else is going to be like, wait, you sure about that? <laughs> and you learn to start to kind of fact check yourself really quick. Oh boy! Somebody, oh boy yeah. Do you. <laughs> what you? say, who's the best rapper
1: of all time? It depends on what. Who are you talking? The best to. of anything. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that rap situation gets it gets accelerated. And I'm gonna go with Andre three thousand. I don't care if you're mad. Um, <laughs> he I, I actually
0: dropped a... that album that Kill Mike said he's working on. That,
1: that I, I need that. I'm
2: gonna take a week off. I told, that, I told, I'm told taking a week like off from this. everything.
0: I'm taking off from work
1: and I'm when I get that, I don't care if he's playing a piccolo or a flute in the woods. I'm going to take that as probably the last media that I will ever get from him. And I will cherish it because that we don't, you don't know that is, that is both the gift and the curse of your favorite rapper being the most mercurial rapper to possibly ever exist. Right. You value all of his words because they're great, they're impactful, and you never know if you get another one. You just don't not at all. Not so at all. so I do have to ask you this question. Yeah uh, I'm a sneaker guy. I love Jordans. I see that Jordan has made a transition into golf shoes. I think that it's dope because of course, I feel like it gives us a certain level of representation. But I want to know as 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 a person in this area. How it is accepted because golf can be a little old and stuffy in some other words and I guess how how does that how do you feel about it and how do you feel that it's accepted I guess sport
0: wide I personally Mm. I love it Um, and most golfers I have found that are under 50 love it it's the seniors that again and I'm talking guys that are and they say senior golf is like, like and up <laughs> I'm talking like guys guys that are like 65 and up that are still playing that yeah not those guys but guys that I mean think about it Jordan won his last title in 98 that was almost that was a while ago, right? That was 25 yeah. years ago at this point. So, right, you think about the guys that were just coming out of college or in college, they're they're knocking on 50 at this point, and they saw Mike at his peak and maybe even a little bit earlier. So I would even venture to say guys under 60 that saw Mike play that, oh, wait, MJ's got a shoe?
1: And I think he's very, I think he's very uh, intentional about the shoes that he puts out on the golf in the golf mm-hmm. realm. He he doesn't, you know, they're mostly Tinker Hatfield Jordans. I know that's a little shoe nerd nerdy for you, but those are what we will we will consider like the favorite Jordans, the elite mm-hmm. type. I think he's very intentional about not not being as. I guess out of the box as he is with everything else. The it, and I think it's also because I think he loves the game so much. And and oh, he, I think he, that he, that may help
0: some he, of it. He loves the game. His uh his golf course that he built is an incredible place. Um, Man, I heard that's a big cheat. Yeah. He built
2: it specifically to cater to his game cuz he he slices to the right, that means all the bunkers are to the left. Like I, I heard he be winning out there. Nice. <laughs>
0: Facts. Why wouldn't he, you? The,
1: I'm rich the, enough to make this good for me. I don't care
0: about you. The golf course was de- designed with his game in mind. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well
2: played. Well played. <laughs> uh, where do you want to go from here, man? Alright, let's get a little messy. Let's get a little messy. What are your thoughts All on right. the, Live PGA, the Live PGA merger? A lot of people, and... Uh, you said Tiger Woods was your guy. $800 million
0: the man gave up. Ew. Why, would you give up a bill? Why would you give up a bill if you're already worth it? Because two is better than one. Then you're going to get two in the next five years? I'd get Off
2: it today. Okay, get, Justin, if I say I'm going to give you $50 million right now, or you can wait two years and I get $50 million, what you going to do?
0: Am I, an act, am I an active PJ tour player at this at this point? You're worth $50 million. And I'm telling
2: you, I'm gonna give you $50 more million dollars today. And you say no, or I can give it to you in two years.
0: Personally, that oh, is boy. not enough to sacrifice the ability to truly control my schedule. <laughs> it's not
1: enough. So basically, you like Tiger's rich enough. I don't have to do this. I, I don't need the money. I can have my time. You guys can do whatever you want to. You can be as tricky as you want to. I'm still going to get the money. I'm, I'm 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 still it. You still need me. There's no way around me. I don't hate that. And then, you know, that
0: Man, that's, is, cool that's pretty say. high
1: integrity, too. At the end of the day, I don't need your money. I'm already rich. It's, it does give you a, a certain level of levity to be like, you still need me. And I'm still gonna be rich. That's all well and good, what y'all yeah. can say.
2: I think that's all bullshit. But go
1: ahead,
2: tell me what are your thoughts on the Live <laughs> PGA merger?
0: So, again, my my whole thing with Live, I don't I don't hate Live as a very general rule because I think the financial infusion that the PIF is put into the game is going to benefit the game in its entirety. Um, they're quite honestly, from a business standpoint, they're involved. They're involved in everything. They're, they're a sovereign wealth fund that's worth almost seven hundred billion dollars. They're literally involved in everything. So the the notion. I don't of even know that, how many digits that is. For the record, they yeah. are the second richest sovereign wealth fund in the world. They're not the richest; they're the second. Norway is first, for the record. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> Norway, yes.
1: Hey, time out, time out, time out. This is the reason y'all come to the SplashCast. This is the reason you do deep dive with your HBCU homeboys because you leave with a teachable moment. You didn't know that, and I didn't know that, and Reggie ain't know that, and that's the reason we need y'all to like, follow, and subscribe. All (laughs) right. Go
0: ahead, Justin. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Boy, they, when they hear
1: this, they're going to tear their phone up Googling. Sc- Who? Sc-
0: <laughs> Scandinavian oil and gas is real. You think You think desert oil and gas is real? Scandinavian oil and gas is very real. Um, but getting back to the golf space, they had an influx of cash, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Fine. Phil Mickelson said what he had to say, and he was honest about the fact that he was like this is a once in a life, a once in a lifetime opportunity to to reshape how the PJ tour operates. From that standpoint, he was correct. He was correct because the PJ tour realized that from a pure financial standpoint, they they you just can't, right? It's <laughs> it's literally the black card of all black cards. you you can't really compete with that. Swipe until, yeah. (laughs) You're going to run out of money. There is, when you start talking about money like that, there are conditions with that money. Period. (laughs) Period. It it ain't scot-free. There there are conditions. There are conditions (laughs) with it.
1: Hey, time out, time out. We're going to take a small break here. That man who we do not name None of us want no smoke with you, big dog. I just want to put that in there. (laughs) That's a running joke in the podcast. I want no smoke with that man. If y'all don't know who that man is, just look at John Oliver. He he did a fantastic special on him. (laughs) And then from there.
0: Patty Patty Mahomes gets 450 from KC over 13 years or whatever his contract is. Lamar Hunt tells Pat Mahomes to do something. What's Pat Mahomes got to do? What Lamar Hunt tells him to do. Bar. I mean, you ain't wrong. Dak gets, Dak we, gets his money. we go to work for a reason. <laughs> Dak gets his money. Jerry says, I need you here. Is he going to tell Jerry no? No. <laughs> That's true. He's not. So when you, when you start to treat golf like other sports, again, Ja got a bag. Ja fucked around on Instagram Live. Ja sitting his ass down because Adam Silver said, uh-uh-uh.
1: So and, if, and Adam Silver still gave him a little pass. Boy, hey, slapped him on the wrist. Hey, bro, we're going to need you to stop playing with guns, but we, ain't gonna, we can't have you be out that long either now.
0: <laughs> right? So you can – you can. it leaves clues. So if all of a sudden, Lib Goff says, hey, Dustin Johnson, I need you here at XXXX, well, I don't want to go. Well, I gave you $125 million guaranteed. You have to go.
1: mm. With money comes responsibilities.
2: Have you seen a noticeable not change old. in the game at all? Since since they, you, you you know, they always say somebody that played football looks at a football game differently than somebody that didn't. You play golf, you teach golf. There's things that you've noticed in tournaments that others don't. Have you seen any difference since Liv has bought in, or is it still too early?
0: Uh, uh, no, I've seen a difference. I have seen a bunch of... B level and C level players. No shape. Ascending because they realize now how much money is involved in the game if they play well and they are playing with their hair on fire. You see mm-hmm. the elite Contract players, year. your A listers, uh, your Rory, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Morikawa. They are playing at an elite level because. They know how much money they can make if they play well. And the top guys that are on live, Dustin Brooks, again, Brooks won the PGA championship this year. This is a major champion again, fifth time. Those guys that took the money and went to live, they're playing with their hair on fire as well. Trying to prove to people, listen, guys, I'm not washed. I can still play. I'm just elected to do it at a different place.
1: So high Tide raises all shit. Hey, there's more money to go around. You either got to get it or you're going to get out of here real
0: quick. And that's essentially essentially what happened. And in my belief, this framework agreement that the Live and the PGA have come to was by virtue of the fact that no side, neither the PGA Tour nor the Public Investment Fund, wanted to really – Disclose to the public how the sausage was made. They, they didn't. They didn't want to do that from either side.
1: So, yeah, these are two notoriously secret groups. Uh,
0: They've not really given up too very, much of any information. Very, very secret groups. Again, the tour doesn't. The PJ tour in American sports is known as the most secretive when it comes to financials and discipline. That, oh, I believe they it. have that reputation, and. You think the public investment fund wants all of its investments aired out in the U.S. court system?
1: Oh, that never happened. Never,
0: never to me. Never, never,
1: never. So as you talk about how secret golf is, I am from a small golf town in Georgia. You may or may not know it. Augusta, I have to ask you, what is your favorite course slash uh, event?
0: Hmm. Um oof. That that is the it's it's so that look means close. I asked
1: the right question.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's really close. Um my my favorite golf course, it's funny. My favorite golf course I would say is Augusta, but my favorite event is the open championship. And the reason I love the open championship so much is it's where the game originated. It's like, it is think of, I don't know. Right. Think if they had or figured out a way to have the NBA finals in Rucker Park every year. You've read my
1: mind. I knew you were going to say Rucker and I can 100%. I've not been to the U S open, but I've been to the masters a couple of times. It is the the course, the beauty, the pomp and circumstance. But I can see how somewhere else could be more fun, but just the sheer magnitude of Augusta is... Oh, it is, it is if I'm a sports I, guy, but when you get there, you're like, oh, shit, this is different.
0: Hey, Splashcast viewers and listeners, I'm going to tell you from a golf professional standpoint, if you ever, 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 ever Get the opportunity to go to the Masters, drop your schedule, and do it. There's, there is nothing like it in sports. Drop your schedule and do it. They bid at work.
2: Uh, you know, I work for the power company. They have to put in a bid 700 days in advance to be considered to then pay to even get into the raffle to get the tickets to go to the masters this is this is i'm if i'm level let's say whatever let's say i'm level five if i'm level five i'm talking about the people that are level 25 they're like listen you got the tickets hey look they start negotiating big negotiations when it start when it comes to going oh, to those to the to the masters it's a big deal you're right man you are 100 percent correct
1: um I figured out. I figured out it was a big deal because that, like, my dad, like that. I think that's single handedly, like, my dad's favorite memory with his dad was He's taking to the my grandfather to the Masters. And while there, I think they met Warren Moon and Doctor J. And mm-hmm. like, I, I've heard my dad talk about this before my grandfather passed away. I remember him talking about it, and ever since then, like, I, I knew at that moment. Like, those are not two guys who are easily impressed. For them to both say that that was such a signature moment in their life, like, I've always had an immense amount of respect for
0: the course. From a sports business standpoint, what event or entity has the cachet, prestige, and balls to tell a network that is paying you to air their event? we only do one-year
2: contracts.
0: (laughs) The Masters is broadcast every year (laughs) on a one-year contract. Yeah. On a one-year contract, so they perpetually have leverage over the situation.
2: It reminds me of, like, Disneyland in Florida. I mean, Disney World in Florida. Like, Augusta is so self-sufficient in everything that they don't need anything. So they anything. go in and speak and say, you know, they, have you know, Augusta has been sued multiple times for whatever reason. And every time they just say, nope.
1: <laughs> you to lose. You go lose. lose every like, time they say, nope, these guys don't even
2: worry about it.
0: There, there was, there is a, uh, a neighboring course to Augusta national and then we'll get back on topic. There's a neighboring course that I've had the fortune to play Augusta country club which is another fantastic facility, At they had a standing offer for property of theirs that Augusta National paid eight figures for. So that and they could... It didn't blink. <laughs> eight, eight, eight figures, and they just... At, at some point, it was going to happen. I... Yes, I... <laughs> I have not played Augusta yet. I have been fortunate enough to meet a handful of individuals that are members at that facility. The financial means is real. I will leave it at that. Without a doubt.
1: And the thing about it is, as a person from Augusta, you don't really get that much access. Like, in, it's it sits dead center in the middle of the city. Dead, dead in the middle. Denver. it's two or three openings and like I joke with people it's like hogwarts like if you don't know that that's the masters you'll ride up and down Washington Road which is the 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 one two three roads we got mm-hmm. and you just won't know you but like, oh there it is and the people are like hey show me the masters we just drove past it <laughs> mm-hmm. until it, you it, enter the gates and it's in like only mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get back there. I've been fortunate enough to get into the clubhouse. I used to, I worked the tournament as a high schooler. And you get to see, like, a lot, like, where they grow the grass and all that type of stuff. And it just kind of – it's mind-blowing. Like, I've been to bowl games and all the rest of this stuff. But just – this is – there's – like you said, it. it's self-sufficient. It's so self-sufficient. It's so self-sufficient. It's kind of – it's scary. Like, it's – no, we don't need anybody – for anything we got our grass here we got everything that we need is right here in the middle of Augusta and nobody knows about it
2: yeah man Mm -hmm. it's crazy it's crazy let's jump back right back on topic I'm gonna steal one of Norwood's questions because my questions are I realize that they are super serious um (laughs) great conversation great conversation but with the rise in golf's popularity I told you before it has ebbs and flows right There's this new thing that Tiger's starting to do. I know you said that's your favorite golfer. He's recently teamed up with Rory, uh, and they're creating the weekly golf event. I think this is maybe the third or fourth initiative that Tiger's done or been a part of in himself by trying to make golf more of... Bring golf into your daily life, media-wise, right? Because of the way the tournaments are set up. The tournaments, you get their own weekend and if, unless you're a Justin Martin or you grew up playing golf or you love golf, a lot of the smaller tournaments, the non-majors, you're not going to keep up with. So there's kind of a void between major to major for the tournaments. And it seems like Tiger is trying to jump into that and fill that void. Do you see that making a giant impact in golf? Do you see golf going that way? And do you think it'll be able to rise in popularity amongst the underprivileged
0: and people of color,
2: HBCUs as well.
0: Yes. Um, short answer is yes. The longer explanation is, as an industry person, we call that golf entertainment. So, think about how many times um, we've all been to Top Golf, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's been to Top Golf. You go and you you hit a few balls, playing a handful of games with your friends, looking a little bit stupid, but you're drinking, you're eating some food, you're having a good time, you're bobbing to some music. And it's like, man, this was fun. I'm going to come back. I'm going to do it again. Well, the industry finally realized just a little bit prior to the pandemic, but the pandemic was kind of the main catalyst. Like, wait, all of these people that are spending money at Top Golf and Drive Shack and other places, like, we need to start paying attention to them. We, we, need to, right. we need to reach out to these people and figure out a way to keep them involved in the game and it doesn't necessarily mean playing on what we call a green grass golf course. You could take your family, go to Topgolf. Topgolf provides clubs for you. Topgolf does, again, they provide clubs for you. They provide relatively safe space. You got bathrooms. It's an hourly fee for a bay, plus whatever food and drink you want. Open to everybody. That's the key. Open to everybody. Very accessible. Doesn't matter if you don't have golf clubs. Doesn't matter if you don't have golf clubs, or clothes, or any of the traditional things related to golf that has been a barrier to entry. You remove all that with top golf, and you remove and all you that know with what?
1: You know what? The funny part is, you know who loves top golf? Mm. People who don't golf. Yes. Like not interested. Hey, you know what? Like whoever. Hey, y'all want to go to top golf? Do you really golf? No. I just want to go somewhere and, and hang out and drink and try this out for a little bit and you're right pj like now that you kind of explain it in that way I'm Pj you just missing money here and top golf is raking it in let's be very clear with every city that you go into hey let's go right on over to top golf you're gonna get your corporate events during the day because they want to take your ass to every every job hey guys what y'all want to do let's go to top golf. We can give you a cup of drinks, feed you a little, you know, bar snacks. And then, hey, you're a happy employee. No, but it is fun. <laughs> but that's kind of it. Then on the weekend, hey, I can take my family here. I don't have to, like, create this whole super event. It's all pretty self-contained. I can drink and sit with my wife and do this a little bit with my kids. My kids can have fun. We had a family event. And none of these people are probably, now that you say it, I probably assume that probably 60, 70% of the people who go into a top golf are not interested in playing golf like a full or 18
2: or not or not.
1: It's oh, like yeah. 85% because
2: people that play golf all the time would. Why would you go to top golf when I can go to the driving range or the actual golf course? But you're right. It does. The
1: the accessibility but I see is something that's awesome. I want to see Tiger top golf. I want to see if he is top golf. I know how difficult that is to do.
0: Show me if so, you can do it. So the so the funny thing is, and I think what will end and up disrespectful.
2: happening. Tiger spit at you, dog. What? Top golf. I know. <laughs>
0: like, I still
1: want to see George, dunk. I don't care.
0: <laughs> if, you want to see, if you want to see Tiger hit a golf ball with the precision that Tiger can hit a golf ball with, he said it in the media. I can hit a golf ball. I just can't walk.
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Tiger's body is broken, man. You said that a couple. Now that we're here. This, this, And this is how we really wanted the, the the interviews to go, ladies and gentlemen. We got our questions. We got our highlighters. We got our time stamps. We got all that. But this conversation. I'm having fun. Yeah, now that Tiger's. Tiger is, you know, now that you brought it up, with he still has the skill. And I think a lot of people think that golf is all skill-based. Like, you have to put in hours at the driving range. You have to do all of this. But there's a physical component to it as well. I remember when I came to you to ask for some golf in, I can't. I couldn't at the time. I couldn't afford your instructions, but I could text you for some tips. The first thing that you said was work on your flexibility. Do low, do yoga. See if you can do some some type of uh, stretching every day. Get you somebody that will help you stretch. There's a physical component to it. Tiger Woods' body is breaking down, and it's it's kind of crazy to see. But his son seems to be
0: next up, though. Oh, Charlie. It's, it's funny. Uh, Charlie's a, I've had a chance to meet Charlie down here in Florida. The kids a stick. <laughs> like, the kid's, really? kids a stick. Um, so again, perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Tiger's 47 years old, turns 48 in December. He's literally been playing the game of golf since he was two years old. Hey, I don't know ears. anything that ain't going to break down after 45 years of the use. And At his peak from 2000 to like 2008 there was nobody that hit more golf balls than Tiger there was nobody that worked out harder that's why he was so dominant there was nobody that put the time in in order to do the things that he could do with a golf ball and Tiger Mm -hmm. was the first guy that truly made golf a sport there is a cost with that What the crazy part is, there's a gentleman still on the PJ Tour champions named Bernhard Langer. Don't know if y'all know him or not. He is a German guy, he is 65 years old, and he just won this past weekend the U.S. Senior Open to become the all-time winningest golfer on PGA Tour Champions with 46 wins on that tour after the age of 50. 65 years old, still yes. playing at a world-class level. The only That's reason a, that's a hell one. of a second act. The only reason he's been able to do it, he's maintained his body, he's maintained his health. That's the beautiful part about golf, is that it is a game you literally can play for a lifetime Provided you have the health. Hmm. Now
1: that now that you say that, Tiger and JJ Watt wow. are very similar. Guys who really put a lot into their body working out. And you know, it allowed them to excel to, at, at unprecedented rates, but some of that work and some of the training ended up being kind of a detriment to their long-term health and success. Mm-hmm. I yeah, do have uh, to I'll ask, like I already told you I I, I love a <laughs> Pro V1 Titleist hat. But yep. what are what are some black brands that we can support uh, when it comes to golf because I mean we late 30s early 40s golf attire is is, is in our wheelhouse now.
0: Uh so you've got um I got is it five? Yeah. You got five brands that I'm thinking off the top of my head, uh, black owned golf brands. Um Eastside Golf, Trap Golf, Deuce Golf, Renegade Golf, and another nine. Trap Golf has kind of taken
2: off like within the last couple of years. I mean, that has like just social media, uh and and everything with it has taken trap golf all the way to the top. They boomed in like 18 months.
1: And and I think that with what we have and what we do, like it's our responsibility to highlight these guys, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody else is going to be on TV. They're going to be on PGA TV, ESPN, whatever it is, these black brands, we have to be a little bit more responsible for. We have to make sure we put them at the forefront and and hopefully, you know, I'm sure our supporters will, will go out, and 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 at least you know all it is is look it up on Instagram. It's like going to a restaurant. Hey, sure. I just want to know what type of food they have. Let me see if this is something I'm even interested in. So mm-hmm. you said Eastside Golf Cor- Club, which is the one that I'm most familiar with. Trap Golf, Golf Doof's Golf,
0: Renegade, Renegade, and another nine. Make time for and another,
2: another nine. nine. Yep. Okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's kind of crazy. I didn't know there were that many. And you, again, you listed five off the top of your I head and I had no questions. clue. There were five black golf brands out there for, for us to support.
0: I am 95% sure that there are more, but those are the ones that I've got. Off top. All right.
2: So, yeah. Hey man. And look, we told y'all golf brands, black golf brands start sponsoring these black golfers. Way to get in the game. It's a way to 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 elevate the game and make the game attainable to everyone. Um,
1: and, and and sponsor your favorite podcast if yeah. if you yeah. got a couple dollars, because couple dollars, couple shirts. You know, we are wear, we are all people. black brands. We are here <laughs> for the culture. And yeah, if you want us to put it on, what ABC put that shit on? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, all right. We've talked a lot about golf. Nope, 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 nope. I got one more. I I'm right. I'm a shoe guy, but I got to ask this golf video games.
0: Did you play any? Do you play any? What is your favorite? Uh, oh man. It was uh my favorite all time dating myself was Tiger Woods 99 on PC. That was my favorite of all time. Um PC-er. you are okay. Mm, you advanced. Was, you advanced. That Tiger <laughs> That was Tiger at his peak. I I logged way, way too many hours, way too many hours playing that game. And that's work. That's all work.
1: It works. But the the funny thing
0: is, (laughs) if I look back at it, it was a way to teach me how to actually play the game and get the ball in the hole without physically being on the golf course.
1: So you're telling me there is an intrinsic value to playing video games.
0: 1 billion percent. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Oh, well, since
2: we bought video games, I'm gonna I'm piggyback off that question before we get to to the final things. Um, You know, I follow you on Instagram. If you don't know, that's his tag up under there. Uh, Justin Martin PGA. You can see some of the latest training techniques that he uses when it comes to training some of these children, some of these kids and some of these amateur golfers. We just talked about how video games kind of helped you progress along at a young age. How has technology and data-driven analysis changed the way that you teach golf? And how has it been able, <laughs> how do you see it impacting the game's future development?
1: Look at the joy in his face.
0: <laughs> the, the reason why kids these days are so good so soon is because of teaching technology. It takes mm-hmm. the guesswork out. It, t- it literally takes the guesswork out. You know you can identify rapidly what your problem is, and you can take all of your practice time focusing on eliminating that particular problem. Mm-hmm. You're not guessing. You're not throwing something at the wall hoping it would stick. You are not hitting, 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 hitting and asking yourself, what am I doing? There's none of that in golf instruction. The Every lesson I give is backed and powered by $55,000 of technology, every lesson I give. Every single one, humble flex. We got that bag.
1: You Humbleflex. want to come right, and you get tired of playing, and you get tired of going to the driving range and wondering why it's not working. Just call me. I got fifty five grand back here. We can figure it out.
0: <laughs> the thing is, though, in this space, if you don't have it, close your door.
1: Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. You're. You- if if you don't have that, how are you competing against the person who does?
2: So there's really no difference between high school football, high school basketball and and golf nowadays, where you have such specialized instruction, such specialized equipment, such specialized trainers that if you don't have access to those trainers, to that equipment, it's like you already starting behind the 18 ball. After eight ball, you behind the
0: 18 ball. You still three games behind. You better be a world beater. (laughs) Like, you Bad you events. you better be, you Bad better events. be Roy Hobbs natural, world beater <laughs> move, dude. Um, <laughs> you have you got to be. Roy... Dog, you, it's all right. Away. Well, oh, your cat, welcome. No,
1: hey, yeah, like, hey.
0: I'm I get it. Hey, we
1: doing an interview. I'm trying. I'm trying to be here too. Cats I got, golf I got two too.
0: Two of them. The, the little ones. The little one is anxious, and the OG is just. Posted up in the chair next to me minding his own business. So that is fun. a
1: fantastic way to get to what I was gonna ask next. Yep. Outside of golf. No golf, no golf, no golf. What do you like to do in your free time? Travel. Hmm. Travel. What's your next destination?
0: Um outside of golf. The conversation me and my girlfriend are currently having uh is do You get to participate in
1: these conversations. I was about to huh? say, brother, Do you get to participate, or I know the majority of times it's like, hey, this is where we're going. I I
0: I have a very good woman, and I'm blessed to say that I get to participate in these conversations. Um, hey,
1: we hey, we support that around here.
0: We support that. <laughs> um, our our top, our, I think <laughs> it's two great options. One is Rome, and one is Cancun. We're trying to figure it out. Well, those, I mean, those are, well, depending on where in Rome, I mean,
2: it's nice over there.
0: When in Rome. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I, I, you got to go see the world, man. Um, That's one of the things that, again, circling it back to HBCUs, if you think about the national presence that most HBCUs have, we've all been all across the country on flights to go see our friends at wherever they're at. It's just big facts it's a natural extension to just take a longer flight to go see something else. Or when we all get to a place where we've all got means the same people that instead of a weekend in Miami, well, it's a weekend in Turks. It's a weekend in Jamaica. It's a, a weekend in Toronto. It's, a long weekend. Shout out
1: to the glow up. Hey, man, we're going different places and doing different things.
2: <laughs>
1: all day.
2: All day. Uh, I got so many more I Dog, you kind of like opened Pandora's box when it came to all this golf knowledge and stuff that we didn't even That's think it, about bro. pertaining to HBCUs. Nice. Like, we talked about technology. Okay. Talked about technology, yeah. right? And how it's impacting golf. How does golf impact some of your 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 younger your younger clients, your teenagers your middle schoolers from a mental aspect? Mental health is a big thing, right focus is a big thing some of the some mm. experts mm. have said you know our attention span is going down because of social media uh uh there's so much shock value in because of social media and the platform there's so much news, so much stuff that's hitting our teenagers and our young kids. All the time, constantly. How does golf promote focus, mental resilience, and how do you incorporate that into your training?
0: Um, the challenge, at least initially, in my belief, is not even getting them to focus. It's getting them to understand that life in general takes focus. Hmm. It's 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 more global than that. We so our after-school program at a, at my facility, um, again, free free programming for needs-based youth in West Palm Beach, and with that, you get some kids that have some uh, that have some serious backstories, but this generation they don't know any better because of these things that it's it's literally it's telephones literally all they know. Everything is instant. They don't have to retain information. They can find anything that they need to know. It is both a crutch, a learning tool, and a pacifier all at once.
1: <laughs> right?
0: That's a Bars. Bar. Bars on bars. Well, how do you get an 11-year-old to focus for 30 minutes on a specific skill related to hitting a golf ball when they don't know how to do it ever in the first place. And that,
1: that part is the part that like blows my mind for the most part, like these kids, like it's fifth, you get most of your information in 15 second burst. Well, mm-hmm. I haven't played a ton of golf, but I played just enough to know that it's, it's it's a terror to try to play and you can't check out after 15 seconds. You have to stay there. There's no place to run it's not like basketball where you're like, Oh, well there's another play. Or if I'm really getting my ass kicked here, can okay, coach, get me a timeout or Hey, it's football. Well, punt the ball, kick, the, you know, kick the field goal, whatever it is. And then on the next drive, you know, we'll go back. No, you're in it and you're in it by yourself trying to teach kids who are so used to 15 seconds.
0: So I, make the, it make sense to me. So the beauty of teaching technology, um, uh, uh-huh. I'll shout out two companies that we've got at the park are uh Trackman and swing catalyst that 15 second dose you hit a shot you look up at the screen that I've got the data relayed on and you know within three or four seconds whether or not you've accomplished the objective if you yes, don't accomplish the objective you know how far you are from the objective So it gives you nearly immediate feedback and each shot becomes a little micro burst of attention. If you can get them to that point and realize, oh, okay, I can take some time and actually figure this out because I'm going to get feedback each and every time I do it. Like when they kind of figure that out, it almost takes the pressure valve off a little bit and then they just kind of settle in and focus. And then they start, Asking questions well why does my ball go this way or why does my ball go that way or how do I make the ball do something else as soon as they start asking those type of questions you got
2: but you can't force it never would have thought about it that way that you are giving them real time feedback that then triggers what they're already developing because of the real time feedback they get from social media and their phones you're now tapping into that and drawing them more to the game. Never would have thought about it that yep. way.
1: That's so, crazy. And you like, you that mental feedback is going to keep you engaged before yes. where you just out there, let's go to the driving range, let me watch you swing a couple times and see if I can kind of, you know, kind of fix it. Now that instantaneous feedback, which you kind of like, mo- you know, necessity is the motherhood of invention, like you needed this in order to deal with what you got now. That, There's way more psychology, way deeper thought strategy than like in just what you've given us.
2: Yeah. Have you ever even tried to walk 18 holes playing golf? I played in high school and we did nine and I thought I and I was a football player and I thought I was about to fall out. So if if you
0: think about if you think about a round of golf, it's it's a beautiful game and it's a maddening game at the same time. It takes four and a half hours, roughly to play 18 holes, depending upon facility, whether you're walking, riding, whatever. Of that round of 18 holes, you spend approximately 90 seconds actually making a ball move. Of the four and a half hours that you play, let's think about this. The golf swing takes anywhere between one and 1.25 seconds, depending upon who you're dealing with. Most recreational players take anywhere between 50 to 75 full swings. The really good players take about 35 full swings. Then you got chips and putts that all take about a second. But if you take, if you shoot 90 and you're doing pretty good as a recreational player, if you shoot 90, that's anywhere between 90 and 100 seconds to actually shoot your score. The rest of it, you're outside. You're talking shit. You're having drinks, smoking cigars. You're That's enjoying... why I was getting
1: to. Was just a lot of time for me to do some drinking.
0: You said I'm about to say. <laughs> you said all <laughs> of the stuff
2: that I, you said facilities, and I was like, man, I'd have to be sober. <laughs> like being sober <laughs> out there is a challenge if you're not professional.
0: That's. But again, that's the beautiful part about playing the game for fun is that you go, you get two drinks off. You get two drinks before you get going. You get a drink in the middle. You get two drinks at the turn. You get a drink on 15. You come in, you eat some lunch. You decide, all right, we done for today. Bet. What's the next thing? And you're doing it most likely with three of your closest friends and two of your closest and,
2: friends. And, and if you feel like you don't feel like walking to the bar, they have bars on carts that will drive the drinks to you and say, hey, how many do you want?
1: Yeah, that, no that, limit. That's my selling point right there. <laughs> right there. Hey, that's what I mean. The... When I get to one <laughs> hole we get refilled. Oh, that's <laughs> it, there, that's
0: there, 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 are bev- there are beverage carts out there that have your favorite alcohol. On there, there are beverage carts out there that have cigars. You go to private clubs, and they've got these things called comfort stations. Every probably four or five holes that have snacks, gummy bears, nachos. Like it just kind of depends upon (laughs) where you're at. Like it's that's love. That's love. See,
1: basketball, football, never. I had never had a comfort station.
2: Nope, nowhere. I, I had water hose, Powerade, and orange slices. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, even get that, that PVC that. water that's hot, <laughs> the mosquitoes that's and gnats flying around. You're like, Boy, I'm so
0: happy
1: to have this water. Oh um, man, we're not, we not gonna take up your, your whole night here, man. We do want to give all, you a chance. I,
0: I can keep going if y'all got more questions, I can keep going. No, I, no, no,
1: this is this is one, but we are coming back to you. This oh, yeah,
2: before Norwood says what well, he got to say, you have been promoted to whether you like it or not, appointed, promoted, whatever you want to say. Corporate jargon is appointed. Oh, yeah. As the Splashcast golf, golf specialist, homeboy. Golf you homeboy. are the home boy. Whenever we got some some something that we need to talk about with golf, we calling you. Because the, the amount you know? of information that you just gave us here to even think about, I, I guarantee you whoever listens to this that has children would think about, okay, maybe I can introduce my son to golf and do it affordably. Especially if you can go to some of these initiatives and some
1: of these foundations that you spoke about, depending on how young they are. I can do it affordably. And I'm listening to a guy who has, is a product of that and teaches it and lives it every day. So there's proof of concept, which is one of the things, you know, to kind of hone back on what he said originally was it's a large investment. So yeah, I want somebody who looks like me, sounds like me, came from the same place as me and, 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 lived it it's so easy for somebody else to say hey man yeah you just go do this you do this and then you'll be fine no this guy he started in first tee he worked with first tee he still teaches right now he has an immense passion for the game he graduated from the greatest historical back college university in the nation the hampton university um yeah all 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 of those things um but but i do want to know like what you got coming up next what should people know about you where can they find you and how can our supporters support you
0: um find me in uh find me in west palm beach florida again i am the director of coaching at a facility called the park west palm uh we just opened up april 17th um of this past year um, we have on our on our grounds we have an 18 hole championship golf course a 9 hole par 3 course a driving range that is currently under renovation with a uh, Top Tracer Range, which we will get into at in another in another show, um, teaching studio, um, outdoor bar, restaurant, full service restaurant, as well as a nonprofit community program arm. So we got a lot going on down here in uh, West Palm Beach. You can uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Martin PGA with any golf related questions you may have. We're going to see you at home, Kamen. That's the, plan.
2: <laughs> that's the plan see you at home coming too well man i want to say i appreciate you justin martin for stopping through with us man we had a great conversation uh this will be out on youtube justin will have it all over his social media as well uh norwood if we didn't miss anything take us out
1: man i want to say thank you for this is the first of a a new thing that Reggie and I are doing the deep dive with the splash cast. I thank you so much for being our first. I think you did an excellent job. You know, you gave us so much great information, uh, specifically just to help African-American people get into golf, supporting HBCUs. You know, this is, like I told you, me and Reggie have, we have literally talked about this endeavor, For not days, not months, almost at this point, it's got to be years. A year. With that said, with that said, with that said, me and Reggie are your HBCU homeboys. Justin Martin is your HBCU golf homeboys. We have had a fantastic time tonight, and there's only one thing left to do. And what's that, my guys? Hang out. Hang out. out. Oh, yeah, we didn't brief you on that. Hang out. Peace out, man. We
2: appreciate y'all. That is Justin Martin, ladies and gentlemen stay tuned for the
0: next
1: splash cast deep dive appreciate y'all peace this is the Splashcast weekly schedule you can find us on monday monday night raw that is the around the league edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league tuesday is the atl edition braves falcons hawks wednesday is when the playlist comes out it's a splash cast 24 12 or 36 pack just depending on the music thursday for everybody who was not able to catch us live on monday they can catch up there on the around the league edition and then saturday of course we bet beers for saturday morning live you ever need to find us we can be found at the splashcast.com and of course via instagram at the splashcast